Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Um, a few reminders. This is a subscriber-supported uh, community. Um, the podcasts are free to everyone. You can also listen to them on Spotify and Apple, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts if you don't want to listen to them within Substack. But the essays and um, some of the other tools that, that I provide are, are subscriber-supported. So I always like to thank the subscribers for that. Also, this is a show about, or a podcast about uh, controversial at times topics. And so if you know of people that are third way thinkers that would make great guests, please introduce them to me. Um, Instagram has been a fertile ground for meeting interesting people over the years. And um, such is the case with my guest this week, Chad Thomas. Chad is a, uh, a, a fa- uh, excuse me, a fitness photographer based in Annapolis, Maryland. And we have this topic today around art and sensuality, which is an interesting thing when you consider that, uh, Chad, you and I are uh, bigger white dudes with beards. And, you know, we look like we'd be sitting down and talking about the, you know, the Eagles game, you know, the the Eagles 49ers game, which we might. But yeah, it's one possible. Of the things, yeah. One of the things I, I was very, I've been very intrigued about you and some of the exchanges we've had is you are a third way thinker. You have mystical properties, and you're in a uh, artistic field that is um, very unique. It's a very unique position to be in. Um, and so I thought I would have you on, and we would talk about this blend of art and sensuality. And I'll link to your um, Instagram feed in the notes, and so people can see the kind of art that you do. Uh, but before we went on air, um, you were mentioning about why you like doing this. I would love to have you repeat as much as you can of what you share, because I thought that was really profound and welcome, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, I've followed your content for a while, and I was like, finally, somebody who's non, who doesn't have like a binary way of thinking. So it's cool that, that people in, embrace gray areas. But either way, hey, guys, my name is Chad. I am in Annapolis, Maryland, and I specialize in like fitness photography um, I work in Bajoir. Pretty much, I like working with people. Um, the two-second journey here, I've been fighting my weight my entire life, so I really like showing off people's hard work and reminding them that anything is possible, like, with just really consistency, even though I struggle with it at times. Mm-hmm. But I like showing off people's journey. That's something that I just really enjoy, and um, I think it's going to be a conversation, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, is that you're a witness to, I, th- I would assume you're at a witness to someone's, both their external transformation of their body often, of their physical body, but also their inner transformation as well. Um, and there's not a lot of people that get to have that role to be in the witness of transformation. And um, I think it it shows to me, and one of the reasons I want to have you on is that you're a, that you're a safe, like psychologically and spiritually safe person to be around because you're in service to the expression of who they are. Um, however, they would like to express that. Um, and I think that's cool. I think that's extremely rare, especially for men to be in that position. Um, and you know, the type of photography you do is, is there's, it's sensual. It's, 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 it's erotic. It's eroticism in the most like artistic way. Um, and you don't, get there, I assume you don't get to a place um, of being a resource for people that want to express with this medium without being safe and, you know, people feeling safe around you. 
yeah definitely it really comes down to just not being creepy and <laughs> intent <laughs> intent can really be shown in a photograph so honestly man one of the um the worst piece of advice i've ever gotten as a photographer there was this dude i looked up to when i started and he was like yeah man here's my secret i like to try to photograph photograph women the way i like to fuck them and i'm like I was like, no, that's not. So pretty much my journey as a photographer working with women has been the exact opposite of that because it's, it's very much a level of trust that's needed in order to shoot some of the stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly like owning a camera is not like a dating service. Like go buy a dog. You know what I mean? If someone's coming to you, they're really putting a lot of trust in you. They, they want to make sure that you make them look good, but also that you're not like, it comes down to the way the photos are being used too, and like the context in which they're being presented. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want anyone to feel degraded with the work that I create for them. I, I, if anything, I want them to feel like really strong about their journey. I want them to feel confident in the work that we've done. I it's just, I don't, I don't know. That's how I do it. I don't, I don't want anybody leaving feeling worse than when they did before we started. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I think again, you think about photography and and the type of photography you do is is it is a third way because it's in between kind of crude and prude, let's say. Right. And you know, and I'm a libertarian in a lot of ways. And so people, whatever they want to do, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I don't really care. But but sensuality is that middle way here. Sensuality is honoring the human spirit and elevating and removing shame and boosting confidence and I know uh, I have several friends that are um, trauma therapists and they work with a lot of uh, women in particular that uh, dealt with childhood trauma that affected their, um, their body image or their, the image of themselves as a sexual and sensual being. And photography was one of the way, one of the kind of prescribed methods of showing the world who you really are. Um, and especially if someone has gone through that sort of transformation journey of their inner and outer world, and they want to show to the, the outer world portion, but you can see it in their eyes and in their posture when they've awakened that lion. And now they want to, sh- now they want to show the world that this is them. And right. I don't know, that's, that's cool to me. Um, I, I think that kind of leads in Chad to our first question that we're both going to answer, which is, um, we all have negative, we have negative stories we tell ourselves. I write, wrote about this uh, in the last couple of essays with the one I wrote about piece of shit doctrine and the one this week of what story are you, what story are you living? And we have a lot of negative stories, especially for trauma survivors. And then we have like social conditioning stories around sensuality. And I'm curious, what do you, what are some common negative stories that you hear um, either inside of yourself related to sensuality or from your clients and friends? Oh, man, that's a, that's a lot to think about. When you sent me that question, I really started to kind of dig deep. Um, well, I think the toughest thing as far as like men and sensuality is it's considered feminine. The same way that um, men struggle with mental health is considered weak. Yeah. So it's kind of a taboo, man. Like, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to really perceive women as anything but a way a means to an end if that makes sense um and that you're not allowed to like to really to feel that pleasure 
outside of just like this weird need to sort of like be dominant and and manly and hashtag manly i don't know man it's a lot of it is shame driven i grew up catholic so fair amount of that but really one of the negative stories i believe i mean i can only really speak for myself is that like you're not allowed to like it's not something that's for you and i think really you're allowed to to seek sexual comfort and pleasure and to feel alive as a human being through not even necessarily sex but through just like levels of intimacy whether it be like just conversation or just even having that person with you like i feel like it's a taboo that shouldn't exist if that makes sense i I don't know we put some so many weird stigmas on things i know the europeans have to be laughing their butts off at us for like how just fascinated we are with sexuality, but yet how mm-hmm. it's just becomes sort of so like, I don't know. It's wild. I, um, just sort of, it, it's, it's been twisted almost into a perversion that doesn't need to exist. Like, right. I think that's why um, the, the thing with only fans, like with um, female content creators now that has people so mad, they're not mad that they're doing it. They're mad that they have to pay for it. And they're yeah. taking that power that was once, like traditionally a man's away and putting it into a woman's hands, which is frightening for, for people who grew up believing that, you know, they're, they were the dominant, they're like, I hate to say the alpha, yeah. but they believe that, you know, their place on the mantle was higher than a woman's. And that's just really never been the case. So I don't know. It's, yeah, I think that's a, yeah. That's a very interesting take. Um, I think too, that I love what you said about men, men and sensuality is like, we're just not allowed. Um, And it also goes to social conditioning where we have this weird thing in the United States where we have sort of prudishness. You see less and less of that. Um, But you also, but we also have a lot of gratuitousness, you know, we have, have, you know, you know, porn, like remember remember how hard porn was defined when we were kids. I think we're, I don't know how old you are, but you know, now it's like, you have to avoid it if you're, if you don't want to see it. Um, Oh yeah. And I, don't, and I don't judge that. Like if, you know, as long as it's not harmful or exploitative of women in particular, but, right. um, but there is a sort of gratuitous nature to that, which, which takes the sacred out of the sensual and you can't have sensual without sacred. And I think one of the negative stories that is the most dominant, isn't so much that, that uh, around there is shame associated with it, associated with it. Yes. But it's a general sense of unworthiness. And a general yeah. sense that um, uh, that I am, I am not allowed, as you said, I'm not allowed to have this energy within me, and I'm certainly not allowed to express it or show it. And it seems to be true in different ways for whatever gender somebody identifies with. They that the, the, there's this there's this battle against the social stigmas and the social conditioning around things like, for example, that. Here, here, here's an example that men on Instagram can be shirtless. Women cannot. That's bullshit. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Um, and, um, and then there's this, also this thing that, um, that, you know, that, that men are just that with, without a bunch of rules, men are um, pigs or dogs. A lot of men are, but for those of us that aren't, 
being being in situations where we are allowed to express our masculinity, the central part of our masculinity, that's 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 what makes the world go around, you know, from an energetic standpoint. And so I think those are some of the stories that like I'm just I'm not worthy of it. I don't or a fear. Like I grew up terrified of my who I was as a as a as a man, as a sexual, sensual being. I, I, I was scared of my of that because I was raised on fundamentalist church. And I was told that basically your flesh, as it was called, would make you go to hell. Right. Um, and then often they blame women, you know, with the fall of the Eve led to the fall of man. And, you know, there's a bunch of patriarchal bullshit that's in there as well. Yep. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that just on this, I think that there are a lot of easy ways to objectify women in particular. Still, it's easy to objectify. There's mechanisms and social conditioning around this, especially related to body shape, body shape. Um, things like that, stuff from the fashion industry and in, in the fitness industry. Some Absolutely. Time. Yes. Um, and I think that there are also a lot of, um, there's still a lot of social conditioning around what it means that what, what being a man means. And I think there's a general crisis of masculinity because many men have lost touch with their sensual side because it's either gratuitous or it's, you know, covered up mostly Mostly it's gratuitous thanks to, you know, Tinder <laughs> or whatever. So Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Um, is I see, I mean, you see it more like on the politically right end of the spectrum. Right. How there's sort of like this weird embrace of toxic masculinity, like the, the just the need to be an asshole for just to be an asshole's sake and just to, you know, run around acting all big and patriotic and manly. And it's like, what are you hiding, bro? Like, you're running yes. from something like it just it, it's just transparent and kind of creepy. Um, yeah, I agree. They yeah. they've been told and they've been conditioned to be like, hey, you know, you know, you're a pussy if you feel any you show any affection to anyone for any reason. So if you're not out there like sitting in your pickup truck yelling at people and and towing whatever line of the day is being towed, like that you're somehow worthless as a man. It's just I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird yeah. to see how everything, unfortunately, over really the last few years has just suddenly become any, everything's either gr- black or white, left or right. It, it's just, again, that's something that I, like I said before, I dig about you and, and what you share is that you crack that gray area wide open for people. So people who like read that the things you write and they listen to your podcast, they know that you speak in nuance which is unfortunately yeah. becoming a rare art. So, right. Yeah. I also just want to point out that it's really bizarre, like bizarro world that Tucker Carlson is, is some paragon of masculinity. Like it's like, it would be like if we said Andy Bernard was teaching, was a men's coach now from the office. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there's, that's a whole other topic of like, what? Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. And it's, it's also funny that, you know, Democrats pretend like they don't like money and Republicans pretend like they don't like sex. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Frequently. And, um, and, and, it, and it goes to this, if, if, if you object, if your whole mindset is to objectify women, whatever your reason for that is, whether you, whether it's a straight up patriarchal, um, you know, misogyny, or it's because you think the Bible says that that's what you're supposed to do. The, and there's, there's a mantra that I've been thinking about a lot is the, the, the more you are, the more you objectify her, the less you know you. And 
And okay. so one of the things I think is fascinating about what you do is you, you're an empowerment tool. You're giving, you're giving power. Give, you're, you're not giving power. You're creating a space for the emergence of the feminine as, um, in this case. And, and you're, you're doing things that other people say, well, you can't do that. It's, and that would be true of people that are much more on the left or more progressive of the criticism. I'm sure you get that you, that, you know, you're taking the, the photos that you take are air quotes, ex- exploiting. And you're like, no, this is people free to express themselves. And that's the whole fucking point. Right. So, yeah. yeah um, I, that's something I've heard before that like, I'm just trying to like exploit people and I'm not, I just want to show people's honestly, man, I look at people like sculptures the same way that some photographers look at buildings and the same way that some photographers look at cars. Like I like lines and form and also Mm -hmm. just like there's a human connection that I enjoy with my photography. So, I mean, I've actually had people be like, say some stupid shit like, Oh man, I know you jerk off to your pictures and I'm like, no, I don't bro. I, I look at that looking like, man, I should have put that light there, man. I missed a spot in the editing. I'm always critical of my work saying, okay, I need to make sure that I do this differently next time. So there's definitely like a very prominent technical aspect of what I do. And really uh, um, I'd say 90% of the photographers out there do where they just really want to make sure that they're taking a compelling image that does not show someone off and in an exploitative light. That's highly right. important. So there's like a subset of photographers that absolutely do that. And there's, sure. you know, there's, there's women that enjoy that and you, that's their right. thing. I, that's, their thing, right. that's not the end of the pool. I really want to swim in though, honestly. Yeah, totally. So, you know, this could, this next question is kind of a, you know, it's highly contextual, but how do you make someone feel safe to express their sensuality? I mean, your perspective is going to be as an artist, mine would be maybe within a relationship, or you could, you can answer both of those things probably. So just as a general question, how, how does one go about, especially a man go about creating the, 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 the environment for someone to feel safe to express themselves that way? Um, really the biggest thing, and I, I sort of, I jokingly said it before, but don't be creepy. Um, lay out your intent, um, talk to the person that you're going to be photographing. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's sort of a weird like line because people think, and I've heard this that, you know, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to talk to a model before you're before you do a shoot with them, that you're trying to date them. No, it's a good idea to figure out who they are and what they like and really how they want to be, how they want to be seen. Um, not boudoir is not for everyone. And, right. you know, the level of bourgeois uh, with the sens- showing of sensual- uh, sensuality, mm-hmm. that looks different for every person. And you can't like mm-hmm. template match. Okay, I'm going to put her on purple lingerie and it'll be rad. That's mm-hmm. not, that might not be who this person is. So it's a level right. of communication, uh, letting, being transparent, like saying, hey, bring your friend. I want you to feel comfortable. Make, it really comes down to comfort, making mm-hmm. sure that the subject of the photos they're aware of the process as it's happening. They know what the photos look like. We discuss how the photos are going to be used ultimately, whether it's like for their website or if, if I share them on my social media or something like that. Really, it, it just I, I, it fills down to really making sure that you're clear with your intent and you communicate it effectively. That's, that's really what I've had pretty good success with is just not bullshitting people. 
yeah. like they're women are not dumb by any means and you you don't want to take that for granted they can they can smell like malintent five miles away so you want to make sure that you know you're coming at it from the right place yeah the right the right yeah pure heartedness um yeah i think i think men this is a this is a kind of a thing for men towards women in any form whether it's in an intimate relationship a artful way within business whatever which is there's a sequence which is there's the worst thing is um is is aggression aggression is the worst thing um the next level up would be permission but the third level and the conscious level of how to make someone feel safe is invitation basically right. i do this don't go where you're not invited true if invading countries true with the way you treat a woman in an intimate situation. Um, mm-hmm. That's number one. Wait, you know, wait for an invitation. Second is, it's, as you alluded to with, with your work, is it's about co-creation. It's what, what, is, what, what do you need in order to express yourself? Asking the person, what do you need in order to, uh, to let down your guard and to disarm, to, you know, to unarmor, as it's called sometimes. Um, and that's a co-creative process. And again, a lot of men, um, they, they, the, the women that they have in their lives, especially in you know more intimate relationships, they're they they love the idea of the person more than the person. They love the it's it's objectification, but it's also idealizing or romanticizing and losing the humanity of the person. Well, if you're co-creating with them and you're an active listener related to the experience they want to have, then then it's impossible to do that. Right. And I, and I think the, thir- the third area of helping someone feel safe is your own nervous system. Like you talked about, like, um, you know, that, that there's, there's intuition will say if someone's creepy or not, or someone's a threat is that if you're calm within your own nervous system, the other person is going to feel calm within theirs much more likely. And, um, and being aware that, even you can be nervous or you can be maybe even a little insecure, but when your energy and your intentions don't match, it creates a dissonance that people with even a modest level of consciousness will pick that up and it'll trigger their bullshit detector or their creepometer or something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think all of those. Yeah. And I think there's so much to learn about, again, safety is such an important thing here. Um, in, in any relationship, um, yours is in an interesting crucible of trust that, but I think a lot of it's transferable. A lot of the ideas and that you have are transferable. Um, so last question for you here for us to kick around is the correlation. Is there a correlation between expressing sensuality and level of consciousness? Like, if you notice that someone that has done the inner work do they express themselves through the camera to the camera in a way that's different than somebody that hasn't done that inner work? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can tell the the folks that have really looked themselves in the mirror and said, Hey, this is where I'd like to be. And they, they know what they want. They know exactly what they want. When they plan a session, they say, this is what I'm after. Um, and this is, and you can see the vibe. So if somebody shares like a Pinterest mood board or something like that, or even just photos that they see, like it's got that, like 
that intention behind it and the focus that they're trying to the the focus of that thing that they've been working on that level of awareness that they've found um i've i've definitely found um not only personally being outrageously self-aware of something i've really developed as a superpower but <laughs> i attract other people who have found that too i uh, found that ability to be aware excuse me and you're right it makes for better photos so because somebody who really doesn't know where they are in, in space like metaphorically and they they don't really know kind of where they are as a person they they honestly weird i never i didn't think about that until you sent that question to me justin but you're right the, the i i was looking back at some of the people i've shot with and you can absolutely see where somebody was just not really ready for that type of photo and that's why like i said um, when we're talking about the last topic that i sorry my kitten um that i really want to try to develop a level of rapport and communication with them so that i understand where they're coming from so honestly yeah. i look at when before i before i even really book with someone i look at their social media and i get an idea of kind of who they are because i mean people given the opportunity will tell you all about themselves so that's the one right. thing that's really nice um amidst all the toxicity of social media is you can really read someone's like vibe and really kind of where they are in like the the context of their own awareness if that makes sense right um it does and i think you know again going back to what i said about like um some of the trauma informed therapists that use you know that recommend that their their clients or patients use like boudoir photo or learn pole dancing that type of thing to it shows it's it's an outward expression of the inner work What's cool, and the reason where that question came from is I looking at the, the when you do the photos in your portfolio when you do when they do show their eyes, their eyes are different. If you go look at traditional fitness models or boudoir photos that show the face or the eyes, the eyes of these women are different. They're awake. They're alive. There's an aliveness there. And that's where that came from. Right. And I think it's around this recognition that consciousness will always introduce you, introduce you to your power. And part of your power like is that. your sensuality. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's part of it's part of the of the equation. Now, does every person that reaches a level of consciousness want to be want to express it through that medium? No, no, but definitely not. Definitely not. There's you know you're not probably going to see like uh, boudoir photos of Eckhart Tolle, you know, but <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> who knows? But anyway, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, and so my my point to all of that is that. Um, that if we have a um, insecurity about who we are or an unworthiness about who we are, um, it, the way that we choose to try to express ourselves is going to come across where you, like you said, you can just tell. And what I think is fascinating, Chad, is that um, like, I, I'm, I wonder if we were able to map it out and almost do like a research of the, of the, of the journey of people that came to you and maybe for their first shoot they've ever done, whether it's fitness modeling or fitness photography or boudoir um, photos is what, what happened to them afterwards. And by taking that, I mean, I think this is where like Tantra comes in too. Tantra and the art, you know, the, the, the art of sensuality is there's something that when something awakens in you and you're able to see it in a photo, 
I, I wonder if there's not this like boost where they go do the next big thing that comes out of that. I don't know. Right. Honestly, um, uh, no, I'm big in like relationships. Like I really, I'm cool with working with the same people over and over. And I like not even repeat customers. It just feels greasy to say, but I like developing with the people that I photograph. And it's really cool. Like sometimes you see that journey. Like uh, one of my best friends, um, the first time we shot together, you know, she, she was never, I wouldn't, I would say traditionally overweight, but she was like, I want to make a change. And essentially we've inadvertently documented that entire process. And it's really cool is she's like very inspiring and got me thinking I was like, man, I need, cause I, that's what honestly got me into photography in the first place with that is just, I've been fighting my own weight and it's like, okay, maybe, you know, if I can sort of steal a little bit of that mojo, then I can find that energy within myself just to keep my journey going and also I want to cheerlead, man. Um, one of the my biggest phrases and and sayings that I use is the high tide raises all ships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I can provide a boost to someone or even vice versa that can sort of resonate with others and bring them up too, that's really sort of like the underlying goal. It's like it yeah. Um you want to feel like it's your best day. Like when you take a photo, you're not really interested in taking a photo at your lowest point. You really want to like you wanted to be that highlight reel. You wanted to go back. You want to go back and look at that photo and be like, man, I was fucking on it that day. And yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm honored when I do get to be a part of someone's journey with that. Like that, I am endlessly excited. Like when I see a photo of mine used as like a profile picture or something like that, because that that means that I was able to show a part of them that they really cherish. And it's cool. Like, um, it's not some like I don't force it on people and I'm like, hey, you know, you must show my photos. But when someone's like, you know what, I like that photo and it just happens to be something that I did, like because, you know, photos take you to a specific place in time and a feeling the same way a song does, uh, the same way a song does. Right. So it's just flattering. It's it's really important. Um, there's a lot of in, there's a lot of non-monetary value in a piece of art that makes you think about things whether it be good or bad but art is supposed to challenge you and if if i can if i can challenge someone or make them feel better about themselves with the medium i chose then i'm here for it i love it i love that and i also think you know i don't believe that we can empower each other i think we can only disempower um that i like that what we can't yeah what we can do is in any situation with anyone about expressing who they are, whether it's their sensuality, their soul, their intellect, whatever it is, what we can do, especially as men and and, in society, is that we can create the conditions, the containers, the the safe spaces that allow people to discover for themselves their own power. And that when, when an artist like you documents that moment, just as you know, painters have done over the, over the, you know, hundreds of years, you are capturing them at a moment on their journey that is very likely almost always an upward trajectory because you are part of that process of them recognizing their own power. I just think if we all did that in our own way, um, you know, I have a a tattoo. My very first tattoo is, is Isaiah 50 and four, which is you which is my mission verse from the Bible, which is 
you've been given the tongue of the learned to give a word in, a word in season to those that are weary. And basically is to be, to use my gift of language to encourage people. That's my art here, but your art is right there for people to go, Oh, that's me. That's, or see someone else ago. That's inspiring. Look at her showing the world who she is from a place of power and rather than a place of objectification. Yeah, that's how you, that's how you blow the system up right there. Um, that's why you're a, you are a threat. I am a threat to patriarchal thinking and that makes me happy. I want to be a threat. <laughs> yeah, dude. I so. love that. Absolutely. Um, I think the whole idea of a woman stealing back the power of their sensuality is really something that I'm 100% fucking here for hit and stop um, life with three cats, man. But yeah, <laughs> I love that shit. I don't, I don't yeah. want any, um, something I really pride myself on. If you've looked at any of the comments in my work, I never get yeah. degrading comments. And I, I, if I do, I'll honestly filter them, but it's rare. Yeah. I mean, I can count on one hand, the amount of times somebody went and left something degrading on my work, which is the goal. It's not about like, I'm not in the service of men. If that makes sense. Like my target case. audience is yeah. if I'm shooting with a woman, it's them. The, my target audience is that person. It's not the 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 social media peanut gallery, and it sure as hell is not some not some dude who leaves flower emojis on someone's pic, picture and talks about yeah. A, B, or C that they want to do to them. That's one thousand yes. percent not why I do it. So the fact yeah. that other people can see that too that's that means that means I'm doing something right. That's right. You are doing something right. Well, that's a good stopping point. Um, I'll link to your Insta feed and your website. Um, nice. Thank thanks you. For, uh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for uh, doing this. And um, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Um, this is really an honor to chat with you. Like I said, I've really been a fan of your work and the way you communicate forever. So it's good to actually do the face to face and chat with you, Samantha. I thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, Chad.